Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Author Bound podcast. I am your host and fellow author, Laura Winter, and today I wanted to debunk a few of the myths around self-publishing because I think that a lot of people have this conception of what self-publishing is and and sort of the the issues around it, which which aren't necessarily true. And um, you know, this kind of came about. I was reading. Um, of course, you want to read everything on the internet because it's all true. Um, no, but it's, somebody had written an article about uh, some of their quote unquote truths about self-publishing, which were far from true. And it, it kind of frustrated me because I think a lot of pieces like that actually turn a lot of people off from either self-publishing or pursuing their dreams of writing a book and, and even, you know, it, they get disheartened when they don't find an agent or don't find an editor or don't find the right publishing house. And, and I think that turns a lot of people off from following their dreams and pursuing what, what it means to them. And so I wanted to debunk a few of those just because it's not true. And I think that a lot of people uh, can kind of get turned off by by some of those things that are that are written and and I wanted to make make sure people knew that those things aren't necessarily true and it is possible to self-publish and be successful whether you have big deals or not whether you have tons and tons of resources or not um, specifically monetary resources so I wanted to talk first I'm not necessarily saying that self-publishing or traditional publishing, that either one of those are better than the other. There are benefits to both. But specifically, I wanted to talk about some of the myths around self-publishing that, that kind of turn people away. And so what this author um, in this article that I had read talked about the uh, truths of self-publishing and what he believed were, you know, these things that were always true. And and the first one is that editing is going to cost you thousands of dollars. Now, if you have some high-end editor who, uh, you know, normally deals with uh, traditionally published authors or they work for a specific publishing house, then yes, you might actually um, pay a lot of money to get uh, editing and things like that. And it depends on what you want and what you need. And there are other freelance editors out there that charge a fortune and don't actually do their job. So yes, if you do not vet all of your sources, if you're not sure, you can end up running a lot of money. Now, you also don't have to pay anyone to edit. You have a lot of resources around you. You can have friends. You can do it yourself. You can buy some software that is a little bit cheaper that just highlights some things. Now, are they going to catch every error? No. Is a highly paid thousands of dollars editor going to catch every error? Also, no. There's human error all around. There's computer error. They, you know, they pick up commas that aren't supposed to be there. They, you know, confuse certain words, um, especially if you have made up words, if you're writing fantasy or science fiction and you make up these random words or character names, things are going to get missed. And I think that there is this myth that in order to have a high quality book, you have to pay a ton of money for that 
book to be high quality and specifically around editing, that's not the case. Um, you know, are, are your readers going to pick out every single mistake and say you misspelled the very first word in the in the on the first page? Yeah, that might be an issue. But are they going to nitpick every single thing? No, they're reading for a story. If they, you know, leave, you know, a comment or something or a review and they're like, wow, every single word in this book is misspelled or there's one, you know, every few sentences. Yeah, that's going to be an error. But those are things that you can pick up just on your own. And yes, it does take a little bit of careful planning. It does take a careful eye and a thorough look through your book, but you're not going to catch everything. Neither is a grammar software, neither is an editor. Not everything will be picked up and that's okay. Things like that happen. But do you have to spend thousands of dollars just to still have a spelling mistake or you know, have something in there that somebody points out? No, you don't have to spend all of that money. Um, the second one is that you have to spend thousands of dollars on marketing. Luckily, we live in a, in a technology age and everything is on social media. You can blog, you can do so many other things. And a lot of that stuff you can either read on the AuthorBound uh, blog or you can just look it up yourself. Now, there are a lot of ways to market without spending a lot of money. And, you know, yes, there are definitely ways that you can fall into a trap of running ads and, you know, trying to push your book to Facebook or Amazon ads or whatever you choose. There are ways that you can rack up the bills that way. But there are also a lot of possibilities to do them at minimal cost. And there also there are also a lot of ways to do it at no cost. So there are multiple, multiple ways to market your book. Is that a guaranteed way for success? Not always. Are ads a guaranteed way to success? No. There are so many different ways that you can market without spending any money whatsoever. I believe that in my entire time of publishing, I have spent less than $200 total. Um, that's, you know, across the board, writing software, editing, covers, all of that sort of stuff. It is possible and you don't have to dig into your pockets to make these things happen. And the next one, the next truth that he believed was, you know, if you self-publish a book, you have to spend thousands of dollars on cover designs, on ISBN numbers, on formatting. You can spend zero dollars on all of those things and still get away with it. Now, there is this belief that if you're spending thousands of dollars on a cover, you're automatically going to get thousands of dollars in sales. I have seen many covers designed by the author uh, or done for less than $50. And even $50 might be too high for some people. There are covers that can be done very cheap that look very, very nice and get the point across. Now, your cover is supposed to convey genre. Now, if you're writing a romance, it's really easy to just go find a picture of a couple who are kissing, holding hands, you know, walking off into the sunset. You can get those pictures for free. There are a lot of free stock photos out there. You plaster a title on it and you have yourself a cover and that fits the genre. Now, 
there are some science fiction ones or fantasy that maybe require a little bit more, you know, design to the cover. And that's my, that might be where you, you know, ask somebody to design your cover. There are a ton of cover options available for less than $50. You know, I've seen several that look amazing. I can't tell the difference whether they were professionally designed or whether they were done by the author themselves or just pulled off of a stock uh, cover website. You know, there are there are plenty of websites out there that offer, you know, formatted covers or template covers that, that you just put your title in and it prints it out for you and that's yours and nobody else can have that cover anymore, which those sorts of so- sites are absolutely fine for what you're doing. You don't have to spend a fortune. You don't have to spend thousands of dollars. The other awesome thing is in terms of ISBNs, which are, um, they differentiate your book. You have like codes and things like that. So barcodes, all that sort of stuff. You can get that for free. So Ingram Spark will do that for free. Um, or I'm sorry, you have to pay uh, just for the ISBN uh, for that one. So you can either pay um, for them to host your book or um, for the ISBN. Amazon will do all of that for free. Now you do somewhat have to, you know, stay specific to Amazon for that. And, you know, that's the price that you pay. The, you know, n- invisible price that you pay is that you have to offer your book through Amazon. But that's a perfectly reasonable option. And it's not going to hurt you really all that much just to do that. And if you're trying to, you know, protect your costs, protect your upfront costs, do that. And that's okay. You can start that way. And then once you start to build an audience, once you start to have those readers that are coming to you consistently, that's when you can start branching out. That's when you can start, hey, I have a group of people that follow my work and now I'm going to go out and I have the money now. So I can pay for these sorts of things. I can pay for a little bit better covers. I can pay for, you know, better editing, better formatting, which by the way, there are softwares that do that for you for free. Kindle uh, Create is Amazon's resource. They do that for free. That is a free resource. And you don't have to pay thousands of dollars for um, formatting. And yes, you might have to spend a little bit of time doing that, but it's in the end, it's worth it if you are trying to save money. Now down the road, you can always rebrand all of those things. Once you put a book out, it is not final. It does not have to be final when you self-publish, which means if you find an editing error, go back and fix it and then re-upload the manuscript. It's not that big a deal. You can change your covers. You can rebrand your covers. You can rebrand your copy. You can do all of those sorts of things, low to no cost. Um, I wanted to keep going, just a few more myths. Um, one of the big ones is that self-publishing is easier. And and like I've explained to you guys before, self-publishing is not necessarily easier. You do have to be in charge of a lot of things. You have to be your finance department. You have to be your marketing department. You have to be your design department. Or you're outsourcing it to other people, but you still have to manage them. So self-publishing is not necessarily the easier route. It does not mean that you failed as an author because you did not get a traditional deal. Uh, you know, it does not mean that your book is any lower quality than a traditionally published book. There are plenty of traditionally published books that I've read that are 
god awful. And, you know, I'm not going to name them because that is a horrible idea. I'm not going to call people out for terrible books. But I mean, you've read them too. I'm sure there's a book out there that you've read and you're like, wow, how is this a published book? Um, you know, so those things aren't necessarily um, the end of the world. If you have you know, small spelling mistake. If you have, you know, little things, if your cover isn't fully up to par, you know, maybe with a traditionally published book, there are also terrible covers on traditionally published books. There are so many, you know, examples and bad examples, good examples and bad examples of, you know, things that are done well, things that are not done well in both departments, in both traditionally published and self-published spaces. And the final thing that I want to talk about is that just because you self-publish your first book does not mean you're never going to get a traditional deal again. There are so many authors out there that do a hybrid approach. They have certain books that are traditionally published and they have certain books that they do on their own, that they self-publish. Either of those options are perfectly fine. And just because you choose to self-publish your first however many books, just because you choose that route does not mean that nobody is ever going to accept any of your books ever again. Now, if you're looking to traditionally publish, it might be a good idea to, you know, back up your uh, self-published resources and just kind of look, okay, am I up to par with quality? Because if you have a really bad book out, let's, you know, let's just say you wrote a small ebook that, you know, has terrible reviews, terrible cover, things like that, you don't necessarily want that tied to your name when you traditionally publish because people are going to look at that and they're going to be like, well, if you have such a bad book out, why would I buy any of your other things? So that's why, you know, when you self-publish, you shouldn't just put out the first thing that you write. Uh, when When you're writing a book, you want to make sure that it's high quality. You want to make sure that you've put out the best book that you can do. And if that's the case, if you've put that out, then great. Do that. That's awesome. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend thousands of dollars uh, just to just to do this and and make this happen. So, I wanted to debunk a few of those uh, self-publishing myths and you know kind of give you guys an idea of the the things that you are capable of, uh, whether you have the experience or not. You do not have to be an expert in every single piece of the self-publishing world. You can either outsource it if you have the resources, and if you don't. Just get a basic understanding because it's very, very possible to make all of these sorts of things happen. So you can follow us on the Author Bound uh, podcast on any podcast app that you're listening to this. You can find us on YouTube and you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, This kind of helps me continue these podcasts. It helps me continue these blogs and and give you guys the resources that you need. so that I can get back to fiction writing and so can you guys and you guys have the resources to make that happen. So I will see you next week on the Authorbound podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe.